Welcome to episode 7 of the Maddie's Joy, an Angelman Journey podcast. I am your host, Adam Birchmeyer. In today's episode, we will be talking about sleep. Um, there's not really good statistics out there. Um, between 20 to 80% of Angelman children have sleep issues, usually peaking between the ages of 2 and 9. I'm going to discuss some tips and tricks for you and actually what Nicole and I do for Maddie to get her on track. I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to episode seven of the podcast. Um, this will actually be our last podcast of the year. We will be taking a brief hiatus for the holidays. Um, and we will still be releasing a blog post on Monday. However, if you haven't checked out last week's blog post, um, we actually had a guest blogger on the website, so maddiesjoy.com. And Betsy Black, a mother here in the Angelman Syndrome community, was kind enough to share her family's story. And it was a story of triumph, of heartbreak, but, it, but it's so uplifting. And Nicole and I had the pleasure of meeting the Black family at the Angelman, at the ASF family conference. And they are fantastic people, and their little their little girl Sophie is amazing. Um, she's the sweetest little girl, and they have also three neurotypical children who um, are outstanding kids, and they're just a family that you really need to connect with if you have not talk to them. So check out their story. Um, so thankful for Betsy for sharing that story. It was an eye opener for a lot of people who read the blog week in and week out who are family members of mine. Um, got some fantastic responses for that. So thank you so much, Betsy, for opening up your world and sharing it with the world at large. Um, but let's get into sleep. Now I know with travel um, over the holiday season, a lot of our kids' sleep schedules are going to be thrown out of whack, but I pulled some information off of the Angelman UK website, and they had some really amazing tips, tricks, and I will actually share what Nicole and I did for Maddie that greatly helped improve her sleep. So when I tried pulling research for this podcast, there was actually a wide range of the percentage of children with Angelman syndrome who actually have sleep issues. So the, the study that I read put it at between 20 and 80%, which is a huge, <laughs> which is a huge range um, just knowing what I know personally from other families, 
it's probably on the higher end. And typically sleep issues with children with Angelman syndrome actually peak between the ages of two and nine, but it can extend longer into life. Um, so just be cognizant of that. It, people tell us that it gets better, but, but for some individuals it doesn't. Um, but that's, that's really why you need to get on the ball now. Um, that, that way later on in life, it won't be as much of an issue, hopefully. And the first thing that they suggested was sleep hygiene. So make sure that you have a routine and make sure that your child is sleeping in the same place each and every single night. So for Maddie, she actually goes to sleep at 730. Obviously, she sleeps in her crib. And then we always have the white noise machine on. And even when she sleeps at her grandma's house, or granny, sorry, my mother-in-law likes to be called granny, um, we make sure that we bring the white noise machine with us, or there's a white noise machine there. Um, one thing that I highly, highly, highly suggest is make sure that you're taking turns with your partner. Um, so when Maddie first developed sleep difficulties, um, she she would sleep maybe two, three, four hours a night. Um, so Nicole and I actually developed a routine where I would be up with Maddie from 8 p.m. until 1 a.m., and then Nicole would take over from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. And then I would be back up at 5 a.m. Um, this helped us sleep uninterrupted, even if it was only for a few hours. But to all the super moms out there, you, you do not have to do it alone. Sometimes us guys need to take better cues. Um, but, but just tell us if you need somebody and um, to all the dads out there, I, I would highly suggest helping out your spouse because sleep issues, well, sleep deprivation in adults, um, even if your angel doesn't need all that sleep, we still do. We still have to function and do our day-to-day. -day. So just make sure that we are sharing time. And not only do you need to have a the same environment. Um, sometimes we need to have enclosed environments. So those of you out there who have safety sleepers, that's a great option for your child with Angelman syndrome. Our safety sleepers actually pending with insurance. Um, our PT was actually able to use the Angelman syndrome foundation website to help with the letter of medical necessity. And then he actually added in his own notes too. Um, so hopefully insurance has a plethora of evidence that Maddie needs her safety sleeper. Um, and we're just excited for that to come because I walked into her room. She's still in a crib and here she was on her knees ready to play and jump out of her crib. So once she starts pulling herself up, we're going to be in a whole world of trouble. Um, something interesting that the Angelman UK website suggested was actually weighted blankets. 
And they specifically mentioned to talk to your occupational therapist about this because it is going to vary on size. Um, as we know, sometimes our angels can't control their movement. So the weighted blanket might be a good option to kind of tuck, tuck them in tight and, and make them feel safe and secure. Um, but talk to your occupational therapist about that or just any medical professional. I, I just wouldn't implement that without speaking to somebody first. And then the big thing that we all use in the community or a lot of us do is medication. Now with medication, I hear a wide variety of things. So, so I do want to clear up some misinformation that might be out there about melatonin. So I pulled this directly from John Hopkins. And actually, melatonin puts you in a state of quiet wakefulness. It actually helps promote you to become sleepy. But it doesn't keep you asleep. So if you're using melatonin and curious as to why your child's not staying asleep, it's because melatonin is actually not designed for that. Other medications out there are. Um, so I know that some people use trazodone or clonopin. Obviously, those medications should should be administered or at least prescribed by a physician. So make sure that um, you're having those you're bringing those questions to the attention of, say, your neurologist, even your primary care physician. Um, might be able to prescribe some of those medications. Um, so make sure that you're in constant contact with the primary care physician because they're going to be your first line of defense, basically. Defense of your, <laughs> your own sanity, right? Um, but what Nicole and I actually did was we took Maddie to a pediatric sleep specialist. And this was a game changer for us. Maddie was a terrible sleeper. And a lot of that was actually on us because Nicole worked as a nurse in the hospital and she had, she worked three twelves a week. So Maddie's sleep routine was actually pretty st staggered. Um, if Nicole was home all day, we would start sleep, the sleep routine at 7.30. Um, but if Nicole was working, we would actually start her sleep routine at 8.30. And that hour of difference just really threw off Maddie's circadian rhythm. She couldn't find a rhythm to help her sleep. So there were some really rough nights. Um, nights where Nicole and I both only had like two or three hours of sleep. So we actually started experimenting with melatonin on our own. Um, and the first time that we gave Maddie melatonin, we looked at her body weight and suggestions on the internet. And we actually gave Maddie five milligrams of melatonin. Well, it knocked her out, but the whole next day she was very groggy and not herself. Um, so we ended up cutting that back, but actually when we saw the sleep therapist, the sleep therapist or specialist 
suggested that we only do a half a milligram of melatonin. And after we left that appointment, I didn't think that half a milligram would do the trick, but it actually works. So we give Maddie half a milligram of melatonin an hour before bedtime, which is now at 730 each and every single day. And then we give Maddie a bottle at 730. And typically she's out by 740. Now, if Maddie's not sleeping, we still put her in her crib. And this was really weird, and, and I didn't think that it would work, but it's actually worked wonders. We would actually lay Maddie down, and if she was still awake, we would go in there every three minutes. And if it was me, I'd go in and say, Maddie, it's okay. Dad's still here. Go to sleep. And then I'd shut the door. So every three minutes that Maddie was awake, I would continuously do this. And then later on, we extended the time out to five minutes. And then now the time is out until 10 minutes. Um, this actually gave Maddie the sense of comfort that her parents were still within reach. But it also trained her that even if she's fussing or crying that she just can't get out of bed that easy. I think one of the biggest skills that our Angelman children have is that they are so emotionally intelligent. They're nonverbal. A lot of our children are nonverbal. So they learn other cues and other things that they can do to get the desired result. And with Maddie, it was crying during bedtime. But once we started that, I mean, I, I probably only have to do that one or two nights a week now, which is amazing. And Maddie usually sleeps until about 3 a.m. And then she's awake from 3 a.m. to about 4. And then she's back down until 7. That... Is, was a game changer for us because now we actually get un, uninterrupted sleep. Sure, it's not the desired result that we want. We want her to sleep all through the night. But it's such... It was a win for us and a win for Maddie. And we actually noticed that the more sleep that she got, the stronger that she's really becoming... And she's starting to pick up skills even faster um, now that she's getting at least a decent amount of sleep. So if you can, if what you're doing isn't working, I would suggest going to see a sleep specialist. They might not have anything for you, but I mean, we already see so many specialists anyways that, that it's worth a shot. Um, and if you want to use the tricks that our sleep specialist told us to do, feel free. Um, one thing that we do with Maddie is if she's sick, um, like she is right now, uh, she has a flu, and she really had a poor night's sleep last night, which can actually lower um, the seizure threshold 
in children. So not only can the illness do that, but um, poor sleep can actually lower the seizure threshold for a child. We actually give Maddie Klonopin, which was prescribed to us on an as-needed basis. So like tonight, Maddie Maddie took her Klonopin instead of her melatonin. Um, just know that that option's out there for you as well because nobody had talked to us about that until we went to Denver to the Angelman specific clinic out there. So nobody talked to us about, you know, what happens if she has a poor night's sleep or a few poor nights sleep, you know, a few nights in a row where she just doesn't sleep. Um, that can actually put her at risk for seizures. So that was actually a great, that's actually a great tool kind of in our, in our tool belt now to use with Maddie. Um, we use it sparingly and even last night we used it and she was still up, um, from about 8 PM until 2 AM. So it's not a cure-all. Um, but just know that that option's out there and is available to you as well if um, poor sleep is helping to contribute to some of your child's seizure issues. All right, so that is the end of Maddie's Joy and Angelman Journey for 2022. We will be back in 2023. We'll still have one more blog post for the year that will drop on Monday. Um, but I hope that your holiday season is filled with family, with joy. Um, hopefully some of our kiddos can get healthy again. I've seen, I've seen your guys' posts on the Angel Women page, and you all have been in my prayers and my thoughts. Um, so whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, um, the New Year, I, I'm going to leave something off the list. Um, Whatever you're celebrating, I hope that it's a holiday season full of joy. Thank you so much for being a part of our journey here. And I appreciate each and every single one of you. Have a wonderful day and have a wonderful holiday season. Thanks so much.